0: Do you want a cash flowing portfolio that lets you live a life of freedom? Sunsets and palm trees on your terms. Your host, Corey Peterson, is a rags to riches real estate millionaire who started with no money or credit and quickly grew a multi million dollar portfolio of cash flowing apartments. You're only one deal away from creating the cash flow life, and the Multifamily Legacy Podcast will show you how. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Multifamily Legacy Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Peterson, and today we have an amazing show for you. This is part of the continuing series of us bringing on our staff and showcasing I'll call it the good, bad, and the ugly, but I'm just gonna say it's just the good, right? We're really bringing out a sneak peek behind the curtain to show you what kind of every staff member does, what good property management or good team members look like, and making sure that we showcase what you should be looking for and what good actually looks like. So you guys are not gonna wanna miss this. Guys, it is a great podcast. It's a great episode. So get ready. But before we do that, A word from our sponsors.
1: Hey, this is Shelly Peterson, Corey's Better Half. My husband shares amazing stories of the good, bad, and ugly of apartment investing. And while many of you want to do this yourselves, we have found that a lot of you would like to invest alongside with us. If that is you, I want to invite you to get on a short webinar where we discuss our deal room and how you can be a part of our private investor club. Go to kahunainvestments.com forward slash webinar and register now you won't be disappointed. Again, go to KahunaInvestments.com forward slash webinar, and we look forward to sharing our private deal room with you.
0: All right, we're back. I'm going to tell you, so this podcast is going to be absolutely amazing. I have got my good friend and employee, I guess I'll call her an employee, but she's much more than that. So Madison, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you so much for having me, Corey. I'm excited.
0: So before we get into it, let's jump in. I need everybody to understand your background because You are a very, very quick learner, and I knew this when we first started to interview you, but tell everybody a little bit about yourself, a little bit of your background, your history.
2: Yeah, of course. So I grew up in Texas, so as far south as you can go in the States, never really traveled or anything like that, hadn't been anywhere as far north as I am right now. And I actually was in school at Texas A&M, so go Aggies. And I started to get into the student housing industry whenever I was a sophomore in college. And I started on just part-time, just looking for some money, pay the bills, things like that. And I never really wanted to make it like anything long-term. I was going for architecture. I started out as vet med. So nothing related to what I'm doing right now. And about halfway through my junior year, I was like, I actually really like this. Like, I think I want to do this long-term. And so that became my plan and started solidifying that whenever I started in my senior year of college. And so I actually got my first management position and went on doing their leasing marketing and then kind of transferred into more of the operational side of it a little bit further on. So I had some run ins with conventional, a little bit in between all that, but ultimately I fell in love with student housing and ended up wondering how I was going to make this a more long-term type family. And I ended up finding Kahuna. And so, I ended up here in Evansville and I love it.
0: So, we placed an ad. And so, funny because we're in Evansville, Indiana, but we're like, let's go place some ads out in Texas, right? Because we're like, we want to see if we can find someone that's already really in the because where we're at in Evansville, there's just not a lot of colleges. Actually, there is, but like not the kind that's at like Texas A&M right? Yeah. So, we're trying to find some talent. And so, Madison comes on. And it's funny because I remember Candy was like, Corey, Corey, I got this girl. I got this girl. You're going to like her. You're going to like her. And actually, our other property management company that we will not name, but that regional as well was like, Corey, I think I got a girl. And so, I was like, well, give me the number. I got to call her, right? And how did that first conversation between me and you go? What was that like? for your perspective?
2: Honestly, I was a little scared because I was on the phone with the past management company like during the day. And then I got the first call from Candy and I was actually at my best friend's property helping her out because it was kind of finalizing like her turn and things like that. And so I was helping out and I was like, I think this is corporate, like I think it's one of them. And so I answered the phone call and it was Candy. And she was a breath of fresh air, like she's bubbly, she's out there, she makes you feel like you've known her for your whole life, and you've only been talking to her for five
1: minutes.
0: Texas got an accent, if you meet Candy, which as we record this, we may or may not have her already on the show yet, so I think we're going to cue her up first, so you'll probably already know who Candy who we're talking about, because you'll understand exactly that Virginia accent.
2: Mm-hmm. It's strong, and it, she was just amazing. Like talking to her, honestly, it didn't even feel like an interview. It felt like I was just talking to a friend, and it was just personality, seeing what I was about, and things like that, which like I really loved. And that's like what the company is now. Like you look for people, and so I got off the phone with her, and I ran back into the office, and I was like, "Okay, that was Candy. Like I love it. This is amazing." And then I get the call from you and i was like oh gosh and i was nervous i was shaking and you like you didn't really go into like interview questions it was just how are you like what are you like who are you as a person and we talked for probably an hour that night and we just talked about our background growing up on a farm and relating that way and you were like just again, like breath of fresh air. It was so different to other companies that I had been with. And I loved it. That's
0: what I remember about that conversation. I don't remember a lot of it. (laughs) Truly, what I really recall is, A, I loved your attitude. And then what we had the connection was for us was you grew up in a small town. And there's something about like, for anybody that's listening right now, like city kids, like country people are different. Okay. You know this, right? Country people are different.
1: We're different.
0: Because you can take a country kid and you can put them anywhere. They are resourceful. they figure it out. City kid's are a little different. You can't take a city kid and put them in the country.
1: No.
0: They will hate it. They don't know how to be still. They don't know how to enjoy some of the little things that goes around in small townville, right? And so I think we connected a lot over that. And then your parents, I believe entrepreneurs, right?
2: Yes. So, my dad, he has his own construction business, and then my mom has her own marketing firm.
0: Yeah. And so, it was just an instant connection where, like, as an owner, I connected with the vision. And really, that's what I would just want to make sure that the right vision, that it was the right person, the right seat that had that, right? And we hired you initially as just a leasing person. Yes. Right? So, we're like, we need sales. And this is to a property called Evansville. It's called Eagles Village in Evansville, Indiana. So this is like, hold on, Kansas. We're going bye-bye, right? Like I'm getting out of my little college station and moving to where?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'd never heard of it before coming here. I didn't even know this was a place.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I was just amazed. I was like, she really wants to come? She wants to go? And I remember you saying, like, I want to travel. I want to see some things. I've been in this little town in college. That's where I've been. Like, I want to go see some stuff.
2: Yeah, I went to college an hour from my hometown. So other than driving back and forth to go to school, I didn't really see much other than Texas and within a two-hour, three-hour radius.
0: So you pack up the U-Haul and you come to Evansville, Indiana. So listen, um, I'd say everything was, you know, sunsets and palm trees, but that wasn't the case. We needed really help on that property. So let's jump into, what did you come into? And you can be honest, we don't have to hide anything here.
2: Yeah, it was a mess, if I'm being very honest. From the start of me pulling in, whenever I got here, I got here December 30th at three in the morning. And I left Texas and it was warm and it was sunshine. And I got here and it was freezing cold and raining. (laughs) So I was like, oh, goodness. And then I move everything in. It's me and my cousin and he's
1: helping me like get settled, you know, 18 now,
0: hours away. And I'm going to plug in interject right here. Cause so we'd already went through a management change, right? Like right in the middle. And we're like, is your unit ready? They're like, I don't even know if her units ready. And so I'm freaking out. Like we had a property manager that wasn't working out. We had a transition one immediately and Madison's on her way. And I'm just like going, God bless. Like, this is not what I'm looking for.
2: It was halfway there. I'll put it that way. I'll be a little nice in it. It was halfway there. It had some cobwebs and some furniture in there, but we made it work. And
0: bless her heart.
2: It was a step up. But then I start. And whenever I started, it was a mess. All the way from the back end on the accounts to the relationships with the residents and everything in between.
0: And just to give some preside, this is what we were dealing with, right? So, the hardest piece, and this is now, at this point in time, we are not self-managing the property. I have a third-party asset management company that we won't talk about, but it's asset living and they weren't doing very well. And they were having personnel problems, right? And we had brought on a manager or we actually retained... The same people that were running our property and we caught them stealing. That was the beginning of the school year, right at the lease up. So we had to let one girl, she was eight months pregnant, had to let her go. And then her husband was the maintenance guy, caught him stealing on camera a cell phone from the office, had to let him go. When I tell you like this is the good, bad and the ugly of property management, these are the things that nobody on any other podcast will talk about, but I am very, very real and very transparent I talk about the things that we deal with as owners of properties, right? And so, we already knew it was a mess, but we're like, we've got to find the right people and staff to bring it into the fold, right? And so, Madison was a big part of that recipe, and we had a guy that was from another property coming in, but we'll get into that here in a minute, but she came into a mess in your records, right, of who's where, who's what, that it didn't match up, didn't sync, and continue?
2: Yeah. So, like, with the records, we had people that were originally, like, assigned an apartment. But we're calling them, trying to get our renewal calls in, get the place leased up, and they're on the other side of the property. And no record of that whatsoever you walk into the office and nobody knows move in days. Nobody knows what's going on and things like that. So whenever you walk in and you're like, okay, like, show me, like, what do I need to go ahead and jump into? Like, what can I go ahead and do? And they're like, I don't know. I was like, Oh goodness. So we got into that. And my first week of working here, then the property manager was let go. Yes. And I was like, okay. And so we had the interim one that you were talking about, and they stepped in. And so everything was good. It was starting to get better, at least on my side. And I kind of started seeing like the back end of stuff that was going wrong whenever I eventually took on the property manager role of it. But from the leasing side of it, we were going like we didn't really have zero days, like which was a win for us. Like, if we did, it was few and far between, and we were just getting people and we were getting traffic going out and marketing. So, everything seemed sunshine and rainbows on that end. And then we had a visit, and y'all were like, Hey, like some stuff's gonna be changing, (laughs) we're gonna start rolling with it. And then that's whenever y'all had kind of released everyone like the takeover and then we had the old company reaching out to us as well. And then we transitioned in the middle of February and that's whenever we were left without a property manager again.
0: Right, so again, so this is part of us like assessing, at this point I'm beyond frustrated with our property management company. We are giving them directives, they're not executing well. We had so many issues just like stemming from them managing the properties with all the things that Madison just talked about. And then so many side deals that residents had all these different types of side deals. It was bad. As a property owner, you only get so much information, right? Like third-party management or want to shield you and only give you so much information. Don't tell the owner. Don't tell the owner, right? We'd had enough. Right. And so we're like, we are going to then like, we're changing directions. And that's when we decided to take over property management. 100%, we're going to do it. So we announced this. Now we've got kind of an interim manager and we're thinking he's the person and we have Madison and leasing. And I remember I flew all the way out to Evansville, Indiana.
2: Yeah. We went to dinner that night and got the green light. Everything was good. We were going to be there.
0: I was looking for commitments, right? I wanted to make sure because here's what was happening behind the scenes. Once we gave notice, now, they're not my employees. Madison is employed by my property management company. And so, they're actually their employees, not my employees, right? And so, I'm trying to secure at all my locations as many of the great people because at the same time, Asset Living or the third-party management company is doing the same thing. They're trying to secure all their people that they can that they think are worth saving, right? So that's what I'm up against and I'm like, okay. And I go there, we had some questions and I get yes. And Madison looks at me, she goes, yes, I'm in. Now I knew Madison's yes meant yes. I was there to try to convince the other person and I got the yes, but continue. Yeah, so
2: that, yes, and i was in the same boat with you like we were like okay this is good like we've got a good team like we were going good everything like that like we were starting to get people in as far as like community assistance to like help with that leasing like we were almost fully staffed at that point we just needed a few community assistance and then maintenance tech and so we were starting the process of that we had people with offers out like everything was going good and then we went dark. I think it was a Friday that we went dark and y'all took over. And then two hours later, he said, Okay, I sent you an email. Here's your reports, everything you'll need. Here's owner highlights. Um, I can't do this. And then set his keys there. And I just sat there. Like I remember that moment vividly. I was sitting at the desk and I just stared and I said, Okay. <laughs>
0: So the one that we tried to get the confirmation, he lied.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, listen, I wouldn't even say that. He did what he felt was best, right? And so the day that we actually took over, they are no longer our employees and we have to hire them. And he was like, nope, I'm still employed with asset and I'm moving on with asset. They had given him another job and it would have been nice for him to let us know, but he didn't. And he just said, today's my last day and they're taking over. So I'm good. Here you go. And it was like a bomb because we're like, we weren't expecting this, right? So then we're like, what do we do? We were like, me and my team, Candy, we're like, oh my God, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? And what did we do, Madison?
2: Well, you said, hey, run it, get leases, work on delinquents. And so I was like, okay, like I'm gonna do this. Like that was actually the first day that we had our maintenance supervisor, James, start too. That was his first day. Oh wow. And Yeah, so I looked at him and he was like, where did he go? I was like, yeah, it's just us, bud. Like, it's just us. And so we were chucking along, we were doing everything. We were still getting our leases in. We actually got seven leases the following day that he left. So I think it was a good sign that we were going to be okay.
0: Yeah. What I would like to say you did is you just rolled up your sleeves and said, I'm just going to get to work.
2: Yeah, like you can't do anything else.
0: Like a good country girl. (laughs) Yeah. When things get tough, you're just like, you know what? It's all good. You're just like, I'm just going to roll my sleeves. We'll get to work. I'll do what I can do, right? Yeah. And that really was the attitude behind it. And I'm telling you, again, guys, for everybody listening, when we're talking about the real thing that makes properties profitable, it's people. It's people, right? People make all the difference. One wrong person can break you. One right person can make you millions, right? So Madison just takes on this role. We've not actually... Promoted her at this point.
2: No, that didn't come for a couple months.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're like, we're still trying to figure out what we're going to do.
2: <laughs> Y'all hired someone.
0: Yeah, we did. That didn't work out.
2: No, <laughs> she didn't show.
0: No, we hired someone and then they didn't show. So that was like, we thought we had the solution and they didn't show. And it's like, now Madison's not revealing her age, but she's a little bit younger. So we were like, gosh, do we put her, this young person, charge this multi million dollar asset? That's the internal question that we're asking, right? That really is. That's the question that we're asking ourselves. But yet we're watching her just do it. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Finally, we just said, I guess the spot's yours, right? That's how I thought it was. How did it go for you?
2: I was like, about time. I'm in it. about time. <laughs> I want a
0: pay raise, gosh dang. Mm-hmm. But you take it on. And then the, I think at that moment, that's when we flew at that point. Have we already flown you to corporate?
2: Yes, y'all flew me out with the property managers as a leasing manager. So,
0: you were on the first group. Yeah, I was on the first group. Okay. So, we brought all property managers, but like Madison was the only one at her property. So, we're yeah. like, well, I guess we're bringing her because we need someone from that property to understand. And the whole goal was bringing all our property managers when we took over. We needed to create an environment of culture and for everybody to understand who we are, what our vision is, and mission, and all that stuff like that. And from your perspective, how is that?
1: Hey, would you like to learn more about Kahuna Investments in our deal room? Let's do virtual coffee. Book a 15-minute call with us so we can learn more about your investment goals and how Kahuna Investments can help. Go to kahunainvestments.com forward slash coffee to book your call today. Again, that's kahunainvestments.com forward slash coffee. Let's have some virtual coffee and get to know one another.
2: Honestly, I think it helped.
1: Like there's not
2: a lot of companies that will do that and just fly you out and say, hey, like we're going to show you who we are. Like we know who you are. We talk to you every day. We see your work, but we want you to see who we are as people and as a company. And not only that, like learning about who y'all are and what Kahuna management and Kahuna investment is, we've never met each other. Like all of us, we worked and we talked and we're on these meetings together, but we didn't know each other. And so that was a chance for us to kind of get together as property managers and me not there yet, but, you know, still acting in it and just get to know each other and bounce ideas back and forth. And then team bonding, like going out there on those rocks like that, that definitely got us closer.
0: So what I did, so this is a pre-plan, I was like, I'm going to bring everybody out. We're going to have a day and a half of like the first half of the first day. We're going to go out and we're going to kind of corporate culture, some things like that. And then sort of at noon, we're going to get in two of my Jeeps and we're going to go out and go rock crawling and get out and go out in the Arizona desert with my Jeeps. So, that's what we did. And then, so now I'm driving one Jeep. And so, I had to figure out, I was like, well, who drives the other one? So, there's this one guy, his name is Nick. I think we're going to have him on the podcast as well. He's in a jeep, and you know Nick looks like Jesus. Okay, he's got long hair. <laughs> he's very chill, he's very even, calm demeanor, right? He gets in my red jeep, and he gives it hell, does he not, Madison?
2: Oh, he does, backwards and forwards. <laughs> I'm telling
0: you, had me scared.
2: Imagine riding with him.
0: So Madison's the whole time, and dude, that whole crew. There's four of them in that jeep, and they're going all helter skelter. Uh, crazy craziness, right? But having the time of your lives?
2: Oh, yeah, it was great. At one point, I think me and Brandon, we were sitting in the back. I think our heads hit the top. So <laughs> we were going. It was fun, though. I loved every minute of it.
0: But it was a great time for us to team build and get to know each other and just have some fun, right? And that's what we did. And the whole goal was to... I knew to be successful that we couldn't have everybody on an island, right? Because when you go back to your property... You kind of feel like you're on an island. And then the next thing we did is we introduced Slack to the team. Yes. Right? So once we got there, we were like, hey, we're going to be getting you on Slack. Here's what it's going to look like. And now I watch everybody chatter in that thing. Everybody's talking. If they need help, they ask questions. I see Madison. Madison is, this is the kind of person she is. She's the go-to, by the way. Right? You solve a lot of problems.
2: Thank you. I try. I try. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyways, that whole experience was built and what we want to do is for them to understand culture, company, and really our background story. Like I wanted them to connect with me as an individual and not see me as an owner, but as a person. And to do that, I had to share my humble beginnings and say that I am self-made, so every dollar matters. I watch every dollar and you guys are a big part of the vision. And I think it was well-received. I think it went well. And then, so you took that and then you went home to uh, Evansville. What happened? And where did you go from there, Madison?
2: Well, after I got back, I finally got promoted. <laughs> so I finally got that title. So, and the title's not always everything.
0: But we gave you the reins and we gave you the commitment and the support behind it.
2: Yes, 100%. And that's one thing like y'all always done. Y'all have always been supportive. Y'all are open. I've never like, again, worked for a company that had like, that chain of like communication where you could call someone, even if they're three like positions, like past what you're in and be like, Hey, I need your help. Like, can you help me go through this? And so I really love that. And it helps a lot with like leadership because you did mention like I am on the younger side. And so I've kind of had to like grow and adapt as I went into this role. And so having that leadership all the way up to your position and down has really helped with seeing, okay, like this is what we need to do. This is how we need to act.
0: And to further that too, this is what I'm the most proud of you for, by the way, right? So I did a site visit at Madison's property and was just blown away. You can always go to my either my Facebook page or Insta page. You'll probably see that visit because I think I posted a little bit about it. But that first time I come out there, I remember going in, I was looking at the property. I was like, oh my God, this is a mess. I was like, dude, we are so unorganized. We had crap everywhere. In We have a shed. We have a barn, a maintenance shed, a maintenance barn. We had this little place inside the office that was just clustered everywhere, just unorganized and I can't deal. Right. So I went and bought some shelves. Like here's some shelves. Right. Actually, I started to try to put some up. Then I had to go. <laughs> yeah.
2: You said, this is on y'all. Y'all got this. So, and we did, we got it.
0: And let's talk about it. So, cause you have a maintenance James, right? James, but not only did you find James, tell us, talk about how you built your team.
2: So whenever I built my team, I've thought of it as a family. Like you're with these people every single day. Like you see them and you talk to them probably more than your family, just because you're with them. And so that was what kind of helped me with getting these team relations and leading them is treat them like your family, because your family, you're always going to have your family's back. And so getting that way with James, he is a instrumental part to a bunch of the changes that we have made here at Eagle Village. He'll go out and he'll do projects and be like, hey, I just wanted to let you know. You had said this is one of the things we want to do. I already took care of that for you. And so that was a big part of like an eye opener for me is if I just step down and we treat everyone as equals, like no matter what our role is, like we're all still here. We're going towards the same goal. Like some of us might have to do stuff on the back end that's different than people. But at the end of the day, like we're in it together. And so that was just a big part of what I do here is every single person that is in my office or is on my team, I know who they are. I know their background, things like that, because if you take the time to just get to know a person, it's going to be received so much better. And so I do that with everyone, like even our CAs, like they're not going to be here long term sometimes. They're doing this just while they're in college. But if you take the time and you get to know them and you lead them and you show them, their workload is going to just want to be increased. They're going to want to get out there and do more. And they're going to want to work so much harder.
0: That was one of the areas that we were having issues. For everybody listening, a CA for our student properties is a community assistant or community ambassador. These are usually the part-time people that are associated with going to school that want kind of some part-time work and we give them responsibilities. And their usually job is to help promote us at the school, in leasing, and helping with our leasing efforts. Now, Madison, this is where I think your skill set is a lot. You're not talking about it, but you are really great with people, by the way. Thank you. Okay? And you lead very well, right? But you're also no dum-dum. <laughs> and when you looked at CAs, tell me the CA that you brought over, and where was she from?
2: Yeah, so my CA that's been here the longest time, her name is Chloe. And she has been with me since actually the start that y'all took over. I hired her on whenever we were dark. And she was from a town about three hours from here. And she goes to school at USI. She actually just got into the dental program there. And so whenever I hired her, I was just used to seeing her like come in get packages, things like that. And then she said, Hey, like, you seem like you're having fun, like working here. Like, do you think I could maybe join? And I was like, of course. And so whenever she actually started was that Monday after like the past property manager had left. And so we spent that day just getting to know each other. We learned how each other learns, how each other like reacts to like training, things like that. And we got really close because it was just me and her in the office for the longest time. And we were doing everything together. And so taking that time to get to know her and what she does, what her goals are, where she's from, and how she grew up with her family, we were able to relate on a bunch of things. And a very big thing is if you take the time to get to know someone and you relate to them, then you're going to go so much further. And that goes for residents as well.
0: And what other connections did she already have that was really valuable to us? Oh, people. Because she was part of a what?
2: A sorority.
0: There you go,
2: her people relations it spread so much further, and that's what we like needed That was a big part She
0: was connected. she was already in student like we'll call it Greek, right? She already knows a lot of people, and like that's what we needed to propel. We're not part of the dorms, right? We're the alternative
2: the place over there,
0: <laughs> yeah, we're the alternative to that crappy living. And people don't even always know about us, right? So, our goal was to spread the love, and she was very instrumental in that, right?
2: Oh, a big part,
0: a very big part in that. And let's talk about your other team members. So, you started there, and then you've got a couple other CAs that work for you as well, right? So, then we still really needed a leasing manager. Um, Now, we help and find those things. This is what corporate does, and Candy our uh, COO for the management side, she's really good at this. And this is part of my company's special sauce is we try to find the right people. Now, I can't remember if you were instrumental in finding that referral. Did you find that lead, Madison?
2: No, I didn't find Jess.
0: We actually put the ad out, but it came from the same place as James.
2: Yes. Yep. And a couple other people too they all came from the same place. And so it was a little weird. They were all came in and they were like, Hey, like, I know you (laughs) put the dots together. But yeah, Candy's the one who found Jess, and she's our LM right now, our leasing manager. And whenever I first met her, when I tell you, she is like a direct representation of Candy's energy. Like you put them in the room together and you think they're sisters. Like they talk the same. They're both loud. They're both bubbly. They both will do anything for anyone. And I was like, I feel like I'm talking to Candy right now. And I met her and she was on a phone interview and she was in her car on taking lunch. And half of us talking during that interview was just getting to know each other. Like we were just relating. Like, what do you like to do? Like, where are you from? And we never actually like had that full in-depth conversation until probably like a week or two after she started. And we realized that we come from the same background, like we were raised the same, like we operate the same, we have the same goals, like we think the same. And so it really made a difference whenever you're given someone and they look for the personality, they look for the people and like their work ethic, because the rest will come. Like you can learn everything as long as you have that work ethic there and she is a direct representation of that.
0: So now we're fast forward, we're in still leasing season, we still have another month and a half left. Of course, we're not exactly where we want to be on this property as our property goals. If we look back from where we started, which was complete chaos, right? We're going to end up well, right? We're going to end up in a better spot than where we're at today that I know. And that's good, right? But the future, what do you see the future? How do you see this next couple of years playing out?
2: With the property or with Yeah, me? well, both. <laughs> uh, with the property, I see us getting to 100%. Like, I definitely see that. The difference, like, if you take a look at the residents on whenever I first started and you take a look at them now, they'll come in. Like, beforehand, they didn't come in unless they had to. If they were paying rent or they had a package. Other than that, they didn't want to talk to you. Now we have people that will just come in and sit in the office with us. Like we don't even have to talk to them. They just want to sit in there with us. Like we'll make phone calls. We'll do our work. And they're just like, no, you do your thing. We just want to be up here with you. Like we have one resident who has a dog here and she'll bring the dog in all the time. And the dog will just jump up on your lap and it'll just sit there and you'll just go ahead and do your work. And having that like relationship with your residents and being able to know them, like whenever they walk in, you know, that that face has a name. It makes a difference in your leasing, and that's what we're getting to. We're building our reputation up again. We're knowing that the relationships that we're building, these residents, they can trust us. Whenever their parents come in to tour, they don't see just people running around and it's a mess. They see people that know what we're doing and that we're there. And I always say it to residents, and I say it to parents whenever they come in, and they're like, "How do we know?" Like. My kid, like, is he going to be okay? Is she going to be okay? And I say the same thing every time. I'm like, I just want you to know, whenever your kid comes here, they are one of my children. Like it is 511 kids and you're trusting me with your kid. So I don't think of them as just a number. So it finally starts getting through to them. If you talk to them like people. If you listen to them, if you hear their concerns, it's going to go a whole lot further. And I think that's why we're going to get to 100% is because we all have that viewpoint in the office.
0: Without a doubt. So this is a property. So by the way, give you some background on our property. I've had this property for six years. The first three years, 100%, 100%, 100%. Then COVID hit, went to 45. Then we went to 47. This year we're at 73 We're probably going to end up maybe at 85 this year. 85, I would say. That's not bad. I think 85, maybe 90. We'll see what happens, right? But with full expectations to be 95, 97, 98, like you're always going to have 2 or 3%. You may not fill up exactly, but two great numbers, right? And the testimony of that is, A, COVID hit small schools. USI has had falling school enrollment for 12 years in a row, by the way which is significant, right? And everybody's feeling it. So, but we're the closest non-dorm property that's outside of the USI program. And it's actually a lot cheaper to live at our place than to live on campus. But for the last year and a half, we've had a bad reputation. And that takes a minute to get through. And how you solve that is with people. And this is part of the reason why we're doing this series and why I thought it was really important to showcase people in our property management system because it just takes one. One person, like Madison, can affect the many. And I know that to be the case, and I've seen that in Madison's case. And our four pillars, right, our core values, people, excellence, moxie, and integrity. And one of the most important ones for me, it's people. And I always believe that if I take care of our people, not the people that we serve, not our investors, not our students, right? But my staff, my people, our people, when we take care of them well, they will radiate and they will affect everything else, which is the investors, which is your residents. And little things do matter. Right, Madison?
2: I agree. Like, it's the little things that make a difference in someone's lives.
0: So, for everybody listening to this podcast, Madison, what advice would you give them? If they're looking for good people, what would you tell them? What advice would you give them?
2: Honestly, if you're looking for good people and you want somewhere, like you just want someone that you can be open and honest with, you have to be vulnerable. You have to be willing to just lay yourself out on the line and give it your all. Because if you do that, then people are going to see that you're open, like you're honest. And at the end of the day, that's all that you can do. Like that's the most that you can be. And you can walk away at the end of the day, knowing that I gave it my all. I put my best foot out there and then they just see it. Everything. They see it all.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Any words of encouragement that you'd want to give anybody?
2: You know, just put one foot in front of the other, just keep on going. (laughs) That's the best advice I can give someone, I live by it every day. You just got to keep putting one foot in front of the other, and it will all work out.
0: Madison, I want to thank you for taking the time to come on this podcast. Listen, guys, you're listening right now. Um, I told you, and I tell you, I keep telling you, I'm committed to bringing some of the best stories and the best types of versions that you don't hear on any other podcast. We do it different for a reason. People are the one of the most valuable things that you will ever have in an organization. It can make or break you. It's the little things that matter. And I'm telling you to not to bypass this and not be attentive to it can cost you millions, right? How do I know this? Okay. I've made the mistakes in the past. I've said on this podcast that I would never, three years ago, I said I would never manage properties. (laughs) Yet I am. And I'll probably go down as one of the best things that I've ever done because I love the people game. I love what it does. I love how you can affect, how you can take someone like Madison and give her something and then have vision of like, I'm trying to show her like, this is the sun, the moon, and the stars. I want to help you achieve your goals in a way that you probably didn't even think was possible. And together, that's how we grow and win. Would you agree, Madison?
2: Oh, 100%
0: rock and roll. Guys, listen, success doesn't happen by accident. It is a choice. It's manifested in this little thing called your brain, okay? Most of us are in park, Okay, you've got to stop that. You've got to take your brain. You've got to put it in drive. you got to make the shift to say, today is the day that I'm not going to settle for average. I'm going to be exceptional. I'm going to be above average. I'm going to create this thing and I'm going to drive my momentum to achieve excellence. Guys, success is not by chance. It comes with a vision. You water it. You sprinkle it. You protect your vision. You share it with only the right people because people try to step on your vision every day. They'll try to conquer your dreams and tell you you're not worth it. But I'm telling you, right now, listening to this podcast, you are worthy. You have success. You have all the things that you need to be successful. You've just got to take your brain and engage it and put it in drive and step on the gas and go for it and don't ever hold back, guys. Success can happen to you, and I know it will. If you believe it, you can achieve it, and your paradise is possible.